I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that I'm currently on, the Wurundjeri and the Boon Wurrung people of the Kulin Nation. I would also like to pay my respect to Elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty has not been ceded. We are on stolen land and I am forever grateful that I'm able to live and work on this beautiful land. Greetings, John McKenna, So Podcast. My guest is a bower bird. Well, type of. Meg Renault, welcome. Why are you calling yourself a bower bird? I like to uh, collect objects I find, discarded objects that I find and do things with them, make them into things. Very good. Tell us more about yourself, please, Meg. Um, well, I live in Melbourne, Australia. I um, got two kids. What else can I say? I um, I like making and creating in my spare time and to keep me sane. That's important right now, of course. You pick up junk and you do creative things with it. That's been really blunt. So first of all, junk is stuff you find on the street. Yep. And then you add your flair to it. Absolutely. Either restore it or turn it into something new and give it a new life. So you've got some really cool words, which I had a look on your Instagram, reclaimed, reformed, restored. Tell us more what that means. So what that means to me is it's not just about the objects. It's really about uh, a lot of things in life, but let's talk about the objects. So reclaimed, reformed for me is to reclaim an object that someone's discarded, you know, is likely going to go to landfill or, or the like and give it a new life to somehow retain its original form so that it's recognisable but also to reform it into a new, you know, new shape, new space and do something creative with it. And the same with restored, it's, that's more about where I've picked something up that I've wanted to just restore back to its original beauty or its original form, maybe with a twist. Looking closely at changing something, how it looks, it's not just about bringing it home, washing it. You then start to cut it, polish it, twist it, bend it, break it. Can you give us a bit more examples of probably what the most, one you've enjoyed the most? The one I've enjoyed, well, the, the, the commonly discarded object that I can't help but collect is uh, Venetian blinds. And for those of you that don't live in Australia, that's, you know, blinds that are blades of aluminium commonly or timber, sometimes plastic, an inch or two wide, you know, that you use a little cord to pull up and down or to rotate to block the light or to let the light in. I have thousands of them. Wow. So let's, let's go through this step. So you find one of those on the street, you bring it home. What's the first thing you do? So the first thing I do is I'll dismantle it. I'll take the strings out because I use the strings as well, the pull cords, and then I will dismantle it all, get all the blades together. Usually I'll have to wash them because, you know, when they're discarded, most people will discard them. They'll get dusty and dirty and bent and crooked and then uh, I will put them into my collection for ready for picking later. Okay so you've seen it you've picked it up you've cleaned it up when does the creative thought come into your mind about 
I want to do this to it or how does that come about? Because it, I think the key thing is inspiration. Yeah, so I think in the early days it was it was either I would just pick up an object because I liked the look of it, the feel of it, the way it sat in my hand, something like that. There are other times when I would have an idea in my head and I would be on the hunt for particular types of objects. So hard rubbish is a great time to go out and hunt for materials, particularly timber and Venetian blinds. And the crazier and and the wackier, the better. Sometimes I'll pick them up and think, why on earth would you have this hanging in your house? But they're the perfect ones for creating, you know, really fun art with, you know, they've got weird and wacky designs on them, funny colours, that sort of thing. I liked how you said earlier that you're conscious not to necessarily change its own identity so people can see that it's a spoon or teapot lid but just admire how you've modified it. Yeah, I like to keep its history and, and keep the, the recognition of what it was and, and see how it's transformed. You're not a, you're a handy person, so obviously you've got skills to do it, but it's not all about having a full-blown workshop, is it? No, not at all. I, I have, I've, you know, for the last five or six years, I've had intention of getting my shed sorted out. But the reality is, uh, I've done this on my kitchen table. So my kids don't eat dinner at the kitchen table. (laughs) You know, I go through phases of thinking I'll tidy it up and move it to the shed. But I, yeah, you don't need a big workshop. I have I started this with just the most basic tools, some of those of which I've picked up from hard rubbish or, you know, friends or family have said they were throwing something out and I've put my hand up for it. But for the most part, I use pretty basic tools. So a Stanley knife, a basic sanding block, uh, scissors, little hammer, that's about it, handsaw. Meg, what sort of joy does it bring to you as far as emotionally... Can you take us through the journey where you've doing something, finished it, and then you reflect? Because I think as a person who's seen things on your website, it's great. But I want to dig a bit more into your mind as far as what's going through your mind when you're doing it. It's, um, there's definitely the sense of achievement at the end. I think for anyone, if you, you know, you've, you've put a bit of work in and, and the sense, of, you know, to be able to see the finished object. But... I I actually started this in earnest, you know, a number of years ago. I was going through a pretty rough time in life and it became my meditation time. It using my hands and I was doing a lot of hand sanding, hand shaping, so it took a lot of time. It allowed me to be doing something with my hands and to let my brain switch off from the things that were making me anxious and stressed at the time. And this is a practice I've continued ever since, you know, and it's definitely uh, becomes a meditation for me. And it's, you know, it's something I can sneak in. Being on my kitchen table, I can sneak in an hour or so in the evening or dedicate a whole day to it, uh, you know, if if I have that luxury of having a full day to myself. But it's, um, it's about, for me, I really, I gain joy from definitely seeing other people's art and handcrafted objects. It's a, you know, it's something I've learnt growing up in my family, 
pretty much everyone in my family makes or restores or creates things on the side. And it's just, it's really that sense of achievement and joy of, of, you know, giving a 3D form to an idea that I've had or a feeling that I've had. A lot of them are about, you know, when I've been stressed and anxious about externalizing that, that fear and that anxiety and being able to put it aside and let it go is where it all started. But it's now developed into the joy of, of creating something that's fun to look at. I'm looking at your website now and obviously people listening to the podcast don't have this opportunity at the moment, but we'll give you Instagram later. You've got amazing, I'm going to call them mushrooms. They're a stick with a teapot lid on it, on a piece of wood, and I've just killed it by describing it like that, <laughs> but it's awesome. You've also got lots of paint and colour. Tell us about your dragonfly. What's that made of? So the dragonflies are a new idea I'm working on at the moment. The, the dragonfly body is timber. And that's any, so far, the particular timber that I've been using is old bed slats that I've had stashed. And the wings are um, Venetian blinds. So they, the Venetian blinds, they're not as recognisable as Venetian blinds as, say, the birds. If you go and have a look, their wings are quite obviously those metal blades. But I like the, I definitely have a lean towards a very simple uh, suggestion of the animal. It's not a literal interpretation, but they are just a, w- a wedge of timber and and four pieces of Venetian blind to form the wings. And the strings that, that they're hanging from are um, old, um, they're the cords off the Venetian blinds. I'm imagining you're not buying anything much, perhaps a nail, perhaps some glue, but the rest of the stuff you're just finding Yes, absolutely. All the materials I use, aside from the fixings, let's say, so uh, well, some of the some of the nails and screws are just recycled from furniture and things that I find. But the only things I really spend money on are sandpaper and glue and varnish. Interesting question. You go into a gift shop, you see stuff on the shelf. Do you ever sort of look at that and say, "Well, that's eighty dollars." I've got something like that and I made it for free or I'm just <laughs> visualising what goes through your mind when you go to some of these gift shops so you just, and you pay big bucks for this sort of stuff. I, I, um, I don't mind paying a bit more for locally handmade objects because I, I know the effort that's involved in creating it as opposed to, say, a mass, mass-produced object and the love and care that that person has taken to make that themselves, you know, probably in their own kitchen or garage or something like that. Yeah, that's where we're coming from, and the mass-produced stuff that comes from overseas um, and the money you've got to pay for that compared to, there's no doubt when something's handmade, it's made with love. Yeah, it's always, it's always worth paying more for those things to me, absolutely, because you know that that's, got a uniqueness as well. Sure. Meg, for people that like to have a look at your um, stuff that you've made, stuff is terrible, so your art. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting describing it. Is it art, it's stuff, is it junk, it's creative, it's all of that. And it doesn't really matter what, what sure. word I choose. But we'll call it objects. You've got some lovely objects, p- objects <laughs> and they've all been reformed or restored or whatever. How do people have a look at them? They can have a look at my Instagram page 
which is meg.reno or my Instagram ID. And, mm. um, yeah, take a look there. Fantastic. Meg, thank you for sharing your passion. I think it's lovely that we are reducing landfill. And thanks for yep. coming on the Say Podcast. Thanks, John. It's been great.